before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And today we're joined by Leonor Cravota. Hello, Leonor. Good morning, Scott. At least for a half a day, because uh, at some point during this show, you have places to go, things to do. People to see, to be, you know, the, the usual. So that's all right. But uh, it's great that we can have you for just this uh, first half of the show. Um, you know... Uh, uh, I just got published in uh, AARP. Yeah, it was a wonderful article about the benefits of marriage. Yeah, well, you know, that's a departure from, you know, my anti-globalist position and my uh, deep state politics that I get into because I just think that, you know, it's not climate change that's an existential threat, nor is it white supremacy, who I've never met a white supremacist. I've met a couple of white morons that were racist. Yeah, well, uh, there's perhaps. plenty of those around. But I've met as many, if not more, uh, black racists than I have white racists. Um, so you can make that argument, you know, because uh, it seems like Black Lives Matter supports segregation. That's a very well-funded group to the tune of about $83 billion. Name one group that's uh, considered white that got anywhere near that. Yeah. And... Uh, you can't even say the RNC made that much money, that thanks to Ronna McDaniel. But, you know, it's all a charade. If you uh, say it loud enough and long enough, you will get that. I saw this meme here from a Illuminati uh, bot. And it was a great meme because what it did was it said, our scientists are now saying that two plus two is five. Hmm. How'd so that happen? CNN, Wolf Blitzer comes on. He says... Two plus two is five. And you're like, what? So then all the sheep, you know, the people that vote for the liberals, mm -hmm. all the sheep, first there was a big sheep. And the big sheep says, yes, two, point two, two plus two is five. And next thing you know, a whole herd of sheep start saying, yeah, two plus two is five. Oh, wow. That was a great impersonation. Yes, of the, two uh, plus two is five. You, you really do sound like a sheep. So then... <clears throat> You um, you get some guy that says, no, wait a second. 
Am I missing something here? Yeah. There's no carrying the one or anything like that. Right. I, I'm just like, two plus two is four. four. Two plus two is four, sir. Uh, isn't it? I mean, every, that's what we've learned our that's whole lives. Two plus two life. is four. Two so plus next two thing is you know, um, some big sheep says, you're a terrorist. Two plus two is five. And so then the guy, he goes, no, 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 no. I'm not a terrorist. Two plus two is four. I know this from, you know, second grade. Um, come on now. And then a whole herd of sheep chase him out of town. He's running for his life. Because he actually uttered Saying the correct sum. Yeah, and two plus two is five. So like, you know, traditional family values, uh, Judaic Christian values, all these things. Patriotism, all the things we talk about. Yeah. And uh, all these like eat healthy exercise. And then now all of a sudden the government is sponsoring bioengineered foods and and uh, all this alternate reality of indoctrination. It's uh, it's all part of an attack on our system. And all week, you know, we've been covering a lot of this but today we're going to cover election fraud uh we have a really great soundbite uh from ken paxton who basically uh spoke up against election fraud and then was uh investigated and impeached yes yes (laughs) so you know you wonder uh what he did to deserve that or or even if you know what happens in politics people who are high up with a lot of Powerful connections like a Ken Paxton would. And Ken uh, Paxton, just to reiterate, is the attorney general of Texas who was suspended starting May 27th. So it was. Right. Okay. He was just suspended, not impeached. Okay. He was just suspended. Right. So in any case, they went after him, right? Yeah. You're going to learn to heal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, maybe if you wise up, that's what Facebook did to me. They completely deplatformed me. Yeah. For 180 days. That's a long time. That's like that's half a year. <laughs> I can't log in, and and the, the sad part is, I manage a variety of pages. Yeah. And I was, I guess, the only administrator manager. I guess so. So all the pages that I was associated with are down. They're down because it was you doing it. Yes, and that's uh, that's. We a thought it was another staffer, but apparently it was you. Yeah. It was just, <laughs> Yeah. I love it when uh, sometimes when people say, get your sound engineer in there to change, the, you know, fix the audio. I'm like, I am the sound engineer. I am engineer. the sound engineer. I'm the sound engineer. Yeah. But um, so anyway, I wrote this article, though, and I will ask our audience. Um, now, again, it's a departure. I, I'm, a, you know, I like to consider myself a political analyst, but uh, political analysts uh, you know, it's just one part of what I do. I, I like to write, and I like uh, journalism. Mm-hmm. And in some pl- some ca- some cases, the gigs are, are some gigs pay more than others, right? And, and also, you know, uh, writing about family values is part of politics in a way because you know well, it is part of uh, the dynamics of what we're fighting against. We're fighting against the progressive left. That's exactly right. So this article, um, I was asked to write an article uh, about traditional family values. Now, conceivably, I could have written articles about um, cohabitation that would have been equally as compelling, maybe. But I wrote one on traditional American values and Judeo-Christian values. And I wrote one that I think is compelling. It makes a compelling argument for marriage. And 
the earlier the better, and the earlier you get married, the more successful you might become. And so basically the article was first comes love, then comes marriage. But I, I posted this. I said, check out my latest article over at AARP, Five Reasons Why Marriage is the Best Option. Young people may be poo-pooing the idea of settling down, but the benefits around getting hitched can't be denied. And leave a comment at the bottom of the article. Now, leaving a comment at the bottom of the article, say something nice if you want. But if you, leave a, if you read the article, and it's linked all over my social media, and if you want, um, also you can email scott at scottadamshow.com and I'll send you a link to the article. Okay, so just email scott at scottadamshow.com. I'll send you a link if, if, if there's no other way to find it. Um, and, uh, and because this is a new gig for me that's actually a paying gig, uh, that's a pretty good opportunity. And I'm going to be writing for AARP. Uh, and I know there's other organizations out there that are more conservative and things like that. But this is but part of their attempt to go that they're, way. They're, they're making an attempt to actually le- go more into the conservative direction. So let's give it, let's give them, uh, you know, let's give them a reason to continue to go in that direction. And so, um, if you want, you know, check out the article, leave a positive comment. It makes your host here, Scott Adams, look good. Yeah. And it might just make it so I get more gigs and I can have more of a reach and an influence with conservative values that I think are all so important. So I'm asking you to, uh, to do that for me. It costs you nothing. And uh, it's a good thing to do because if we want to get AARP to lean more to the right, this would be an opportunity to do that. So that's what's probably the main reason why I'm bringing this up because frankly, you know, but this, this also comes at a time when, you know, we're in June right now and, uh, and you know, it's, it's a, what, what is it? It's some sort of a pride month. You're, you're, You're proud to be like, what? You're proud to have sex with men? You're proud to have or, sex or, with men. You know, proud to have sex with your own sex? Or you're proud to be transgender. You're and, proud to be confused yeah. and have gender dysphoria? Right. And, and What an, are you proud of? Yeah, and unfortunately, a lot of this is trickling into our schools, both K-12 through and university, and has been for some time. And as I met, we mentioned well, on the show last time, if anybody is interested in reading more about the problems that are going on in education, many of them brought on by some of the transgender issues. Well, he, he, uh, we will send you a free issue of the of the American Spectator. Oh, you can right. write to Scott Adams Show at Scott Adams at Scott. No, Adams. no, 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 no. Tell, re- repeat the email address. <laughs> it's Scott at Scott Adams Show dot com. It's, so Scott, it's Scott at Scott Adams Show dot com. So right. So so if you would like a copy of the latest issue of the American Spectator, which includes my book reviews about two education books and a whole bunch of other book, uh, a whole bunch of other articles that address some of those issues. That you're you just going to send them a, a free magazine. I'm going to send them a free, beautiful and magazine. And, you, and what, you, what, you, what are you going to do with their uh, information when you nothing? Get it? Okay. <laughs> Nothing. And, and by the way, is this sanctioned by anybody? I was telling them about this. So what do you mean sanctioned you, this by This was an idea we came up with almost th- on the is, fly. This is an idea I came yeah. up with. Yeah. To exp- but again, it actually I, helps us engage with the listeners. And engage and see who's with listening the listeners. Engage with you, the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. 
But in any case, yours requires that they send you their mailing All address. All I need is your mailing address, but it's going nowhere. We're not putting it anywhere. See, I am not putting it on any database. You will get no other mail. And if you ask <laughs> for my AARP link, yeah. you don't even need to send me your address, your physical address. I just send you a link. And then I'm asking that you add a comment that says, Scott is great. Scott is good. Scott loves I love this article more Scott, Scott Adams more, have Scott Adams write more articles for you that would be a good idea right well if you want you can you can you can make a post and say have Leonor Kravota write more articles yeah, but I'm that's having a technical okay there we go there we go all right so that concludes the self-grandizing self-promotion Pro- segment of the show yeah. but but it's all done for the common good and by the way uh, this was not in the script for today I don't know I just was talking about it um but, uh, yeah. All right. So, here we go. Um, I wanted to get into a couple of topics uh, that are poignant. We're going to be talking, today's main subject is going to be election fraud. However, um, I wanted you to listen to this clip from the John Birch Society. In 1974, Robert Welsh, founder of the John Birch Society, gave a speech warning of the globalist plan. Everybody knows how much I dislike globalism. globalism. Globalist plan to destroy America, which has since proven to be chillingly accurate. So he says here, a part of that plan is to induce the gradual surrender of American sovereignty piece by piece and step by step to various international organizations of which the United Nations is the outstanding but far from only example. So this was just a uh, mere portion of an eight and eight, almost a nine minute clip, but I would say eight minute clip. This is going to be about uh, two minutes and 30 seconds of that clip because here he talks about what the attack is on you. And then on the second half of this audio, which you could find on YouTube, and there's a link on my Twitter page, twitter.com slash Scott Adams Show, where you can get the full version of this. And, and also, if you email scott at scottadamshow.com, I'll send you the YouTube link if you want uh, to hear the whole thing. The second half talks about solutions, and it talks about getting back into gold and stuff like that, which he was right. He was right, but it's probably not as pertinent to today uh, well, it, it actually is, but uh, um, the first half of it was actually really uh, a bullseye. Uh, so let's take a listen. This is going to be Robert Welsh in 1974, uh, and he was the founder of the John Birch Society, and he said this. Oh, he said this, and <laughs> I got to get the audio track uh, onto the right uh track here. Okay, here we go. A part of that plan, of course, is to induce the gradual surrender of American sovereignty piece by piece and step by step to various international organizations of which the United Nations is the outstanding but far from the only example. Now, here are the aims for the United States. One, greatly expanded government spending for every conceivable means of getting rid of ever larger sums of American money as wastefully as possible. Two, higher and then much higher taxes. Three, 
an increasingly unbalanced budget despite the higher taxes. Four, wild inflation of our currency. Five, government controls of prices, wages, and materials supposedly to combat inflation. Six, greatly increased socialistic controls over every operation of our economy and every activity of our daily lives. This is to be accompanied naturally and automatically by a correspondingly huge increase in the size of our bureaucracy and in both the cost and reach of our domestic government. Seven, far more centralization of power in Washington and the practical elimination of our state lines. There is a many-faceted drive at work to have our state lines eventually mean no more within the nation than our county lines do now within the states. Eight, the steady advance of federal aid to and control over our educational system, leading to complete federalization of our public education. Nine, a constant hammering into the American consciousness of the horror of modern warfare, the beauties and the absolute necessity of peace, peace always on communist terms, of course. And 10, the consequent willingness of the American people to allow the steps of appeasement by our government, which amount to a piecemeal surrender of the rest of the free world and of the United States itself. Wow. Was that, that was on point, right? That was definitely on point. You know, point. it's funny, during that little clip there, uh, we got a guy, uh, Michael from Minnesota. We got Rick from Texas. We got Steve from California. Uh, just in the short time, and I think there's more coming in. You're requesting uh, the article or, yes. and, or, and or requesting the magazine as well. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it, yeah. And, and that's the point. These are important issues. That I want we to need see to some female about. names, though. You know, that's a good point. I The requests I received for the magazine, were there were not a lot of females. And I should mention that... Uh, well, one of the things the, about you is you're one of the few female writers. Well, we <laughs> but, the, but this particular issue, the, the American Spectator issue, does have a number of female writers. Oh, okay. And we have a number of females on staff. So And AARP articles, a lot of them are written by females, too. So it's a mix. Oh, okay. The, and they concern issues that affect both sexes. But you were going to say something else. Mm, no. No? no, that's it. That's it. You're out of you're out of ammo uh, for the for the moment. I mean, if I come <laughs> up with something else, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough. Um, all right, so I think I'm going to be after you uh, depart from the show. I'm actually going to tackle the uh, election fraud. Oh, okay. I got this. I got a whole bunch of stuff uh, that's California centric, and then I got something that uh, is just really, really super good. Um, here, check this out. This is a meme. It says, when Americans are encouraged to pledge allegiance to a false flag that promotes perversion and evil instead of pledging allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, it's no wonder why America is in peril. So... There are all these rainbow flags. Every store you walk in, everywhere you go, I mean, everybody's getting on board with it. And uh, um, and uh, E.B., a friend of mine from the Chicago area, uh, just sent in a request. Uh, she already sent a request for the magazine. And we already sent her one. <laughs> so we're going to be sending her a link to the uh, AARP article. Thank you. All right. So uh, in any case, 
why are we pledging allegiance to a false flag? That that to me is a really good question. And you know, it's happening in more and more places. It's happening in places where it shouldn't happen, like Catholic universities, like um, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, the university in Indiana, recently start, started LGBTQ, which completely goes against what they do over there. You know, goes against some of the Catholic tenets, and we're starting to see pressure on all types of institutions, all types of of higher learning, all types of stores, um, merchandisers, uh, large corporations, everybody's getting pushed to go in this direction. And you know why they're being pushed? They're being pushed under the rubric that if that you're not tolerant. But that's a lie because yeah. there's a big difference between being tolerant of different lifestyles and perspectives and cr- creating an indoctrination that yeah. uh, that is championing the, we play, these alternative we lifestyles. We played a clip uh, where, with Dr. Lindsay talking yeah. about that where you know, every time you gauge in d- debate, they call you like a racist yeah. until you comply. Yeah. Just like that meme, two plus two is five, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. Two plus two is four. And it's like, oh, you're a racist. You're a white supremacist if you don't think this. Yeah. If you don't believe in equity and student loan forgiveness, which, you know, the Senate actually uh, voted uh, down student loan forgiveness. Uh, but... Biden is going to veto this repeal of the student loan forgiveness. Uh, So he's going to veto it. But then I think it's going to go to the Supreme Court because the student loan forgiveness in uh, I think it was the California Supreme Court. Lots. I think anywhere there's a constitution, you're going to find that uh, reparations and student loan forgiveness are just absolutely absurd. Redistribution of wealth schemes. You know, and that's that. So there is that. Um, Also, I want to uh, get to another one. Okay, here. They, the very same conspiracy theorists who were scoffed at when warned about vaccine mandates, vaccine passports, vaccine damages, perpetual lockdowns, rampant inflation, are now back with more warnings about Digital IDs, social credit scores, central bank digital currencies, climate lockdowns, CO2 credits, energy rationing, mRNA in food chains, the danger of AI, and 15-minute cities. Maybe it's time to start paying attention to what they're saying instead of brushing them off as paranoid or delusional or conspiratorial. And, you know, the thing is, is that every single thing that they're doing like climate is a hoax mm-hmm. to gain control. Um, FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried was a hoax to gain, regulate uh, cryptocurrency in the in the lead up to central bank digital currencies. Right. Which you know, and then the IRS hiring eighty seven thousand new employees, eighty billion dollars, or eighty seven billion dollars and eighty thousand new employees was all about rolling out a digital currency system. The Fed, uh, Fed Now, they call it, uh, is another part of it. The European Union and uh, uh, the uh, European Central Christine Bank. La- Lagarde. Christine Lagarde, the European yeah. Central Bank. Yeah, yeah, she says that in October, uh, the European Union is going to adopt it. And so, you know, it's kind of interesting how all of these globalist nations are adopting things all in concert at the same time, like it's like it's planned. You know, where's the sovereignty in all this? Where is the independence and and the independent thought? 
How is it that Europe and England, and I kind of separate those two because of the pound and the euro. Right, because of the currency, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. but, um, you know, and then Australia and North America, whether it's Canada or, you know, where everybody had a different experience with racial discrimination in their history and slavery, yet they all come to the same reparations altar. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And and it's like, how did you do that? You know, how, how is it that the, you know, and I understand economies where if there's a housing crisis here, there's going to be one that's going to be like a domino around the world. I get it. I get economics. But when it comes to these social things, you know, for decades in America, they've been talking about and pointing to Jim Crow, you know, and all these different things. So, you know. It's just kind of an interesting thing um, to see it all rolled out. You know it's Klaus Schwab. You know it's BlackRock. You know it's this super global monopoly. You know it's these corporate partnerships that are in play. All right? So, you know, there's that. Um, You know, and then all these different hoaxes where they just don't tell it to you straight. You got Jesse Smollett, right? Oh, yeah, okay, that was a hoax. And all these hoaxes, when are we going to stop believing the hoaxers? The Russian hoax, the Ukrainian perfect call hoax. We know what what a what a globalist son of a gun Zelensky is. And you know, if I had to choose who I want in my foxhole, it certainly wouldn't be Zelensky. It would be Vladimir Putin before it would ever be uh, Zelensky. So um, I want to get to uh, just a couple of more of these things, but first I wanted to uh, play this clip. And then during this clip, I think Leonora is going to depart, right? But I'll be gonna, back next. I'll be back yeah, at the next yep, show. Yeah, sure. The next show. The next show. That's uh, um, all right. So this reporter, what do you say to the majority of Americans who believe that the president himself is corrupt? Biden's spokesperson, John Kirby, wow, uh, says, wow, there is nothing to these claims. <laughs> he lied, of course. But let's take a listen to this this clip. Uh, there have been many developments in the House investigations into the First Family's international business dealings recently. Uh, there's one committee trying to get an FBI file alleging that President Biden took bribes. There's another IRS whistleblower who's alleging there's a cover-up in the investigation. Amid all of this, there was a Harvard-Harris poll this month that found that 53% of the public, including a fourth of Democrats, believe, quote, Joe Biden was involved with his son in an, in an illegal influence peddling scheme. Uh, there's, of course, evidence that the president interacted with his relatives, associates from China, uh, Mexico, Kazakhstan, Russia, and Ukraine. Uh, so what do you say to the majority of Americans who believe that the president is himself corrupt? The president has spoken to this. Uh, the president has spoken to this. Uh, and there's nothing to these claims. And as for the the, the, the whistleblower issue that you talked about, and uh, um, and the, the, the document, I, I, I believe the FBI has spoken to that. And you're going to have to go to them on that. All right. So did you hear Jean Pierre, uh, Corinne Jean Pierre, say, "Oh Jesus," like that? And then uh, Kirby. And did you hear the reporters in the room? basically say what a quite that's a terrible that's off that question should never be asked can't believe it i mean you know joe biden's falling all over the place and all kinds of things we're not supposed to question anything though you know it's absolutely absurd 
that we have a, a, a mockingbird media the way we do. It's it's insane. It's why we're actually in this predicament to begin with. Uh, let's listen to what James Comer has to say about this uh, this uh, you know FBI form ten twenty three or whatever it is. But uh, the um, the they the, the FBI admitted it exists. Right? It exists. It's happening. Uh, it happened five five million, but there's more. Oh wait, no wait, there's more. You know, if you get the Ginsu Life, uh, you know, times two, we'll give you free shipping. So here, let's take a listen to this. Is there, can you tell us anything about uh, who who made the payment in the allegation? It was a country that we haven't discussed yet. It's, uh, but so it's we, not we, Romania. Not, it's not China. It's not Ukraine. It's, it's not. It's not Romania. It's, it's not China. It is a new. It is another country. That we'll be discussing further. We're trying to track down some new bank account. Uh, but look at what we have, Rob. We have a president of the United States whose family, while he was vice president, created these shell companies. And I don't think a lot of the liberal elitists that are in the media now even know what a shell company is. I learned is that it? they didn't know what an LLC was. Right. But the, they've got these fake companies that were created when Joe Biden was vice president for the sole purpose hey. Of profiting off his position as vice president, and now he's president of the United States. Uh, is he compromised? Uh, is he making bad decisions that put America last because of uh, his his being in a compromised position or his continual his uh, bribery? We, we don't know. How, what, That's the, why the, we're investigating. The, the allegation: How much money are we talking? Five million dollars on this one. But Rob, I think you're going to see that the Biden wow. family took in somewhere. We've already proven $10 million. I think that this is going to end up being somewhere between 15 and $30 million. That will, adversarial, will adversarial country or just a adversarial country. Really? I tell people the, the, the most reputable country that I have found that the Biden family was taking money from was China. If that tells you anything, these are countries that, that, Fortune 500 companies wouldn't even do business in. These are the few countries on the planet that uh, that Coca-Cola and Procter Gamble don't even want to deal with. So this goes to show that this president uh, has a lot of explaining to do because no private sector businesses, or, or let me rephrase that, few private sector businesses or industries even fool with a lot of these countries. So why is Joe Biden's family receiving money? Here we have a credible witness, a credible informant that that made this accusation years before anyone knew about the shell companies or the family receiving wires. And I think what we've done is what the FBI should have done a long time ago. We've been digging and we've actually got credible evidence in the form of bank record, in the form of uh, people who we've been interviewing. Obviously, uh, we knew where to look for these bank accounts. We got into the Treasury cabinet. We saw these bank violations. I mean, this is unbelievable. This is corruption on a scale we've never seen in the history of our country. And yet very few media outlets are even covering it. Thank you for what you're doing. We're going to continue to dig. We're going to continue to follow the money. And we're going to present the truth to the American people once and for all. Well, you know, that's true. And uh, let me just tell you, there's been a whole new release of uh, 10,000 files um, from Hunter Biden, and uh, they've come out, and uh, it's it's pretty da- damaging. I was trying to find the uh, the website link 
to where that came from. And uh, I actually can't find it uh, right now. But uh, it was it came out yesterday. And it's pretty, pretty amazing and powerful. Um, it's been out. It was out before the 2020 election. But nobody, you know, nobody was allowed to, to, to post it or share it or do anything with it. And uh, if you did, you would be banned. They discredited it. They did everything that they could to, uh, you know, try to uh, hush-hush it. And that is election fraud right there and then. There was a new poll that came out that basically said, um, basically said that uh, it Seventy-one percent, or something like that, would have uh, would it would have changed the outcome of the election. Seventy-one uh, percent. So, I mean, just that alone. But we're going to get into election fraud here in just a minute. So it's absolutely insane. They're like the Biden uh, files. Um, but uh, ten thousand new images of Hunter Biden doing crack naked. Uh, there's a Photos of him with Melania, or not Melania, um, Malia, Malia Obama, um, doing cocaine. Uh, there's videos. There's all kinds of stuff. They've blocked them out, and they've kind of airbrushed every, you know, the things that you don't want to see. Um, but uh, for the most part, um, you know, this is just absolutely part of that plan to compromise. You know, compromise the Biden crime family into doing and coercing them to do anything you want. And when you think about the things that China has gotten away with, of course, it's undeniable, right? They're getting away with everything. And we talked about all the things that came true that the conspiracy nuts said would happen. And we talk about all the things that are going on right now. And yet the mainstream media just doesn't want to cover it. And that's, uh, that's the battle we're in right now. You take the cover of Glamour magazine, the June 2023 issue is owned by Glamour is owned by Condé Nast, current publications and uh, Condé Nast's current publications, who is who's also owned by advanced publications, who, as of August 2021, the group owns Condé Nast, 1010 Data, Turnitin, the Iron Man Group, Advanced Local. They even own Warner Brothers, Discovery, uh, a whole bunch of stuff. That's what Advanced Publications owns. But Advanced Publications, the owner of that is a guy named Donald Newhouse, worth about $19 billion, according to Bloomberg. Um, you know, owns Condé Nast. Condé Nast's list of publications include Architectural Digest, Bon Appetit, Condé Nast Traveler, GQ, The New Yorker, Vanity Fair, Vogue, Wired, and their digital footprint is Allure, Ars Technica, Back Channel, Epicurious, Glamour, Pitchfork, Reddit, Them, Teen Vogue, Self, Love, and La Cucina Italia. So, the cover of their June 2023 um, in UK is trans, pregnant, proud. Lo- this guy named Logan Brown, some guy, it's like a painting of him, pregnant, with his suit busting open, with his belly hanging out. It's it's absolutely absurd. Again, this is all happening at once. And the amount of 
uh, PR that's associated with the bombardment to our society and to our children and to this confusion and to this this gaslighting and to this these pack of lies and disinformation. And the same people who are putting this out are calling you a conspiracy nut that are basically saying you're the ones that we need to protect our society against disinformation. When it's you that's actually voicing the truth and it's they, uh, they're the ones that are pushing disinformation. It's flipped upside down and inside out. Where they're sowing the seeds of disinformation, you're calling them out on it, like that meme about the two plus two is five and the sheep and the person that says two plus two is four and gets run out of town for saying so. That's exactly the world we're living in right now. And, you know, like uh, we heard in these recent clips I've played on another show, it's kind of interesting because what they want to do is tarnish, uh, they have this globalist agenda. That's that's telling the uh, companies like Target and North Face and all these different companies what to do. And they're basically saying, if you don't do it, if you don't put that pregnant dude on the cover of Glamour, if you don't do this, if you don't do that, we will defund you. If you don't then carry this narrative on your news reports, we will stop advertising for you. And it's that money that, that these corporations depend on that would be cut off, turned off. And so it's this superpower monopoly, this global partnership with governments where the corporations themselves are more powerful than the governments and the politicians are too much selling out with the almighty money, dollar, or currency. And they're being bought up and their votes, uh, they're winning elections. And again, what it requires is it requires weak-minded liberals to, a, to, to basically adopt and embrace and support the shiny object. And naturally, the object that's shiny has been bought. They're the thin one. They're the thin candidate. They're the attractive candidate. They look good. So they choose looks over substance, number one. Then they put them in a a $10,000 suit, and then they have the best PR firms glamorize them, and then they buy up all the media. Then they get the news anchors to legitimize them and to trash the opponent who has no money because the globalists aren't supporting them. And it's these liberals, there are these liberals that are basically buying up what they see and not thinking for themselves and realizing that there's a smoke and mirror, that somehow the promises that are being made are going to be reversed or they can't even be achieved in the first place. Use some logic. And that's where we are right now, is you get too many Mitt Romneys promising you one thing and then giving you another and we keep buying into that same, uh, uh, drinking out of the same trough, buying into this, biting into the same apple, buying into the same garbage, right? And so that's where we are right now with this. Let me read you the preamble of the Declaration of Independence. If you think it's bad now, it's only going to get worse. Our country has never faced such great peril, be, being destroyed from all fronts within. There only one way. There's only one way out. So it is written. Preamble 
of the Declaration of Independence. Here we go. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Now, this part is highlighted in red. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. It's getting dangerous out there, folks. It's getting really, really dangerous. You know what else is dangerous? AI. Uh, there's a report that um, a uh, weapon, an artificial intelligence drone, turned itself on the operator and killed the operator. That was reported in Epoch Times. So that's kind of a big deal in and of itself. Um, all right. So here we are. We find ourselves in a place uh, where there, we're, we're basically uh, dealing with a pack of lies. Um, I want to, uh, and, and it's being run by people that want to depopulate. You take a listen to, um, you take a listen to these little sound clips right here. Like, take a listen to this one. This is Sagarup Guru at WEF Economic Summit. They want more souls, I want less, and they laugh. Let's take a So in the session we just attended here at the Economic Forum, I think there was a sense of relief, actually, in your frankness. Um, you brought up some issues that, that others are reluctant That's my to trouble. bring up. <laughs> Always. <laughs> All the religious groups are against me because I'm talking about population. They want more souls, I want less on the planet. <laughs> and they just laugh so cavalierly. Uh, you have um, uh, Boris Johnson's dad, Stanley Johnson, saying that they need to reduce UK's population. You have um, Bill Gates at Innovating to Zero at a TED Talk uh, advocating for new vaccines that will depop help depopulation. Uh, it says it right here. Do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services. We could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. But there we see an increase of uh, about 1.3. New vaccines, new vaccines, new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services. We could lower that. So reproductive health services, abortions, of course, health care, that's socialized medicine and death panels. And then what you have is you have new vaccines, which we've experienced. So, you know, all of this is just part of the condition uh, that we're living in right now. It's a war. It's an outright war. And so many people don't even realize that that we are at, you know, at a critical point in our ex existence where globalism is taking over the world and we are going to be uh, slaves to it. All right. So one of the things that they're trying to do, because no one's buying their stuff except for radical libtards. And one of the things that's happening is that um, there's election fraud. So Texas Attorney General 
Ken Paxton lays out how liberal counties in the state of Texas committed election fraud in the 2020 presidential election. This speech was given on April 27th, 2023. A month later, the UD party voted for his impeachment. Let's take a listen. Now, I've been talking about ballot harvesters and ballots and uh, the, you know, the exploitation of illegals and things like that for a long time. Let's take a listen to this politics anymore uh you can get censored you can be criticized by the media the word is the words are election fraud and i'm just going to say them out loud because it's happening not just in my state but all over the country and i only have a few minutes to talk about it i could talk about it for a very long time and uh, i don't think that would be productive but i can tell really one quick story that will sum up the issues that we are struggling with as it relates to election fraud in my state and i believe across the country so in Texas, we have very specific laws about how you can do mail-in ballots. And I can talk about voting machines, all kinds of different ways that election fraud occurs, but the one that I know happens very significantly, at least in my state, and I think across the country, is mail-in ballots. And our legislature passed, when I was in the Texas House, we passed a photo ID law. It's been very effective, uh, because when you have to show up with a photo ID, it, it works pretty darn well as opposed to showing up with a utility bill. And it's interesting because the argument has been that, that, that that's discriminatory. Now, as we all know, to check into this hotel, you had to show a photo ID. To get here on a plane, you had to show a photo ID. Pretty much everything you do, and no one looks at it as discriminatory or illegitimate, except when you vote, for some reason, the argument is that's discriminatory, even though we all have to provide the same thing. Well, fortunately, in Texas, we passed it, and it... It has been, it's been over a decade. It's been very successful. And despite the claims that, that voter participation would go down, voter participation has gone up because people trust the system. They're more likely to go vote. It seems very reasonable, and it's actually worked very well. It works very well in states that require photo ID. If you do not have that in your state, you have a high risk of, of voter fraud. So in Texas, they're very specific, and I think this is true in other states. Now, I'm not talking about California or Oregon. I'm talking about states that actually care about election integrity, like Utah, Senator. Um, we require that you can only mail-in ballot for certain reasons. You have to be disabled. You have to prove that you're out of town. You have to have um, over 65, or you are in prison, but you're not a felon. Only reasons you can do. Those are still pretty broad reasons for, for voting by mail. So when you vote by mail, and I want to explain this, some of you might know this, but it's really important to understand this because the argument is you guys can't prove fraud. And guess what? The other side, because of the way they do this, is absolutely correct. Because when you typically mail out a mail-in uh, mail ballot, you have, to, you have to request by application, you sign that mail-in ballot and say, I need this mail-in ballot because I'm over 65 or I'm going to be out of town. And you send it in and they send you a ballot. You you vote, you stick your ballot into an envelope, you sign that envelope, and you send it back in. And they don't have a photo ID, but they can compare signatures. That's what they do. It's called signature verification. It is not ideal. It is not the most safe process, but it is something. And it, 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 it works okay. Well, what happened during COVID, and it happened in my state, and I want to tell you that story because it, I think it I, I think we were able to stop what other states didn't see or didn't try to stop. We ended up having judges in about 12 different counties basically ignore our state law and say, no, because of COVID, we're not going to follow state law. And by the way, these were all very liberal counties. This was Travis County, which is Austin, Harris County, which is Houston, Bear County, which is San Antonio. They decided they would just mail out ballots to everyone. 
Well, that means in Harris County, we're talking about close to two and a half million ballots. In Travis County, over a million ballots. In Bear County, over a million ballots. Donald Trump won our state by 620,000 votes. And so we realized that we had a huge issue. We had 12 lawsuits, all in the worst counties, all with judges that were going to rule against us, including the Court of Appeals in each area. And I, all I could do was say, wow, what a genius strategy by whoever put this together, whether it was George Soros or somebody else. Somebody thought this up because it was too well organized. And it was, it was a drain on our resources because we were having to fight in all of these different counties. And I had to go to my team, my legal team, very good. And by the way, the, the, the win wasn't 75% against uh, the federal government. It's more like 80. I just want to correct that. Um, so I have a very good legal team. And I said, look, we cannot lose a single case. We have 12 cases. If we lose one case, they win. I said, it's a genius strategy. We are in liberal courts where we're going to lose. We're in courts of appeals where we are going to lose. It doesn't matter what the law says. And if we lose, if we can't figure out how to win all of those cases, we're going to lose the state. And so we, we went after it. And we had to maneuver around our courts of appeals who were trying to hold up. Travis County was trying to hold up until the ballots got mailed out, a decision on the merits of the case. And so if that happened, if the, if the ballots go out, the genie's out of the bottle and we lose. Game over. Texas legislature very likely turns Democrat. Some of the Supreme Court members, four of them were up. We lose four of the nine. We're in trouble. And very likely Donald Trump loses the election. So I called the president in May and I said, hey, you need to know this. I said, I don't have time to deal with other states, but very likely you're, you've got a very good chance of losing Texas by mail-in ballot. He goes, there's no way I lose Texas. I, I won by nine points. I said, yes, but if they have a chance to mail out all these ballots, and I said, I've got 12 cases, if I don't win every single one of them, I have a feeling you will lose. If Harris County can send out two and a half million ballots, they will just count ballots until they get to the right number. Because when those ballots get mailed out, we don't know who sends them in because there's no signature verification. Anybody can sign those ballots. They can grab as many of them as they want, send them in, claim that they're legitimate, and we can't prove that they're not. And so there's nothing we can do. So you better hope that I win. And I said, the reason I'm calling you is not to tell you about the trouble I have in Texas. The reason I'm calling you is because I'm worried that this is going on in other states. And so I can't deal with other states. I can't deal with wherever this is happening, but I'm guessing if it's happening in Texas and it's such a significant strategy that I can plainly see in front of me, it's got to be happening nationwide. So I went on my business, and in the end, we fought these people. We had some very creative ways of getting around them. We had to try maneuvers we'd never tried before to get to the Texas Supreme Court because four of them were up, and I was hoping that if we could get to them, they would see that they were in trouble. And so we filed this thing called the mandamus of the local district clerks, never been tried that I know of, and we mandamus the district clerks in each of those counties where they were trying to mail out the ballots directly to the Supreme Court saying, hey, this is an emergency. We also found our way to the Fifth Circuit. And fortunately, the court took it, totally novel way of getting to them, and they ruled in our favor, and we, one by one, we won all 12 of those lawsuits. And so what happened? On election day... I'm sitting there watching the election results, and for the first time in my life, election counting stopped in numerous states, particularly, obviously, battleground states. And it was very clear to me, I knew immediately what was going on, it was very clear to me that what they were doing, they were figuring out how many real votes they had, just like they would have done in Texas, and they were just going to count as many mail-in ballots because you don't know where those mail-in ballots came from. There's no way to prove that they came from the person that supposedly signed it.
And so when I saw what happened in all of these states, and I'll give you an example, Georgia. Georgia, if you go back four years prior to that election when Trump won, the margin of victory in Georgia was the same as it was in Texas, almost exactly, same demographics. This time, Trump won by almost 9% in Texas, and he lost Georgia by, what, whatever it was, 40,000 votes? 12,000. How did that happen? Well, guess what? They decided to sign a consent decree that said that they would accept mail-in ballots with no signature verification, mail-in ballots that weren't following state law, and drop boxes. I can tell you what's going to happen when that happens. You're going to lose because there's no, there's no ballot security for those, for those votes. And so I wish I could say this story was over for me in Texas. We, we just had our Court of Criminal Appeals, which in our, in our state, we have a bifurcated system where the Texas Supreme Court does civil cases. The Court of Criminal Appeals is the final say, the Supreme Court, so to speak, on criminal matters. And they, all Republican, and by the way, these are, these are members of the court that no one knows, even Republicans. And as a setup, I should say that Soros has done a very good job. He has elected his DAs in Austin, which is Travis County. He's done it in Bexar County, which is San Antonio. He's done it in Houston. And the reason I know is I used to work with the DAs in these counties who were Democrats, who used to prosecute cases, and now suddenly Soros went in and knocked all of them out and put his own people in. So I know that they're not going to prosecute voter fraud. That's what we used to do. We did it from 1951, and by the way, I was not the AG in 1951. I have not been there that long. I mean, I've been there a while. In 1951, the legislature passed a statute, and, and by the way, my job, I have four jobs, and one of them is to do such things as are required by law. Well, what things are required by law? The things that the legislature passes. The legislature directed the Attorney General, probably because of political reasons with local DAs not prosecuting voter fraud, to prosecute voter fraud. So we had about 900 cases going at the time, and the Court of Criminal Appeals stepped in a year and a half ago, all, all Republicans, 8-1, and said, it's unconstitutional for you to prosecute voter fraud. And they said, and, and maybe Mike, Senator Lee can explain this to me, he said it's a, it's the constitutional violation is separation of powers. Because I'm in the executive branch, I do not have the authority to go to court at all. Which, by the way, if that's true, no AG in the country be allowed to go to court. It, it, it truly is a separation of powers. It was the most bizarre finding after 72 years of precedent. And so we're trying to get that fixed. But I can tell you, if we do not get that fixed, they will accomplish what they were trying to do with mail-in ballots. And so I'm here to tell you my time is up. My here, my, I'm here to tell you. Well, and there it is, folks. I thought that was such a great... And California is even worse. It's been going on since the 90s. And we're going to be continuing to talk about election fraud. Uh, I just want to make sure that everybody's aware that check out org. Find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. Use Red State over at MyPillow.com. And when you buy your MyPillow products, it helps us out greatly. Also... If you want to get a copy of my new AARP article, uh, just email scott at scottadamshow.com. Also, uh, be sure to uh, also ask for American Spectator free copy. Send your address in if you want that. We'll see you next time on the radio. Goodbye, everybody.